0: Namaskar and welcome to Weekly Global Insights, Episode 320. Please click on the like button so it can reach its maximum potential. Today is Friday the 11th of March and here is what is going around the globe. Russia, Ukraine, Europe developments. EU discussions on Ukraine on Thursday. Meetings, no fast tracking of EU membership needs unanimity. Germany advocated deeper partnership rather than immediate membership. Others, economic integration and free and democratic Ukraine. So, within the EU, there are some differences. The EU has a moral responsibility to make Ukraine a member of state, asserts Estonia Prime Minister. Latvian Member of Parliament, Juris Juras, joins legions of French fighters in Ukraine. Let us welcome our co-host Sridharji. Sridharji, what do you make of all these EU membership uh, developments, sir? Well, I think that the uh, if there was no clear message
1: going to Mr. Vladimir Putin, I think the message is going on uh, loud and clear, which is namely, they would like to see a democratic and free Ukraine. Uh, there is no question of uh, their NATO membership that has been explicitly uh, declined contrary to Vladimir's views. Uh, and uh, the other perspective is that Uh, Notwithstanding the fact that they have been asking for EU membership, they are saying that it will not be fast-tracked and the EU tradition of unanimity will be pursued uh, as a, a, you know, framework of uh, set of rules that uh, EU follows. So none of these things, uh, you know, uh, is going to make any uh, credence to Mr. Putin and nor uh, Zelensky's aspiration to fast track himself into EU, which implicitly means or explicitly means that he deserves protection. So yes, there is a lot of caution and concern while they prefer a democratic, uh, you know, Ukraine and independent and integration of economic partnership, they are not going to rush and make hasty decisions. I think that's the message.
0: And Chevron CEO says that Israel gas pipelines could help Europe amid crisis. Sridharji, we have mentioned this in one of our earlier episodes that Israel has a big oil strike and that it has been talking with Greece and Cyprus and Turkey to be able to lay out a pipeline. This is a natural gas uh, across to mainland Europe, sir.
1: Well, I think all options are now coming under consideration. Uh, I'm not sure what many uh, media outlets are publishing and what the perceptions are. The reality is unless there is a withdrawal, which is which I don't see, um, you know, in any seeming possibility as far as uh, Russia is concerned, the sanctions are imminent. The sanctions are going to be biting and there is going to be alternative mechanism That is going to be put in place both to address the energy as well as the gas needs. So all options will come under the table. And I think even now Germany uh, and uh, most importantly, Germany is willing to exceed. If not immediate, there has to be a transition out of uh, Russian
0: dependency. Ukraine Foreign Minister says that Russian officials live in their own reality after talks fail. According to U.S. officials, Russian troops have made progress towards Kyiv after ceasefire talks fail. Besieged Ukrainians continue to endure bombardment and shelling, and are willing to fight on as the refugee numbers cross two million. Sridharji, this is a third round or second round of talks, sir? Third. Third round third of round.
1: discussions have failed. Yeah, third round of discussions have failed. Uh, this was hosted by Turkey, and I think that they are basically saying. Both, parts, both sides have taken a very hot stand. I just don't see, unless there is a dramatic set of weak, uh, events that unfolds, uh, either party is going to concede. Uh, with regard to the intelligence, I've seen now uh, some of the satellite images uh, you know, coming through unofficial and official channels. The Russian army has dispersed um, and they are not going to be vulnerable to the satellite or uh, drone attacks, uh, not satellite, the drone attacks. Uh, they have gone into the forests and they have dispersed in small numbers around uh, around the uh, urban areas or semi-urban areas, and they're not too far from the city of uh, the the main city center of Kiev.
0: And Vladimir Putin says Russia will beat the sanctions and emerge stronger. Russia disputes reports of bombing at maternity hospital in Mariupol, calling it as a fake news. No nuclear war, says Lavrov only West keeps bringing it up. We have alternate markets for oil and gas and are not reliant on the West. So, this is an interesting uh, story or interesting exclamation by the Russian Foreign Minister, sir.
1: Well, I mean, Lavrov is a very, very uh, seasoned diplomat. I mean, he has lived through and seen through many, many uh, incidences, combats and missions and uh, the UN, uh, you know, confrontations. So he's, uh, you know, running the diplomatic show quite, uh, you know, quite well. He says that, you know, we are not pressing the nuclear button. It's only West which is claiming it. He says you want to impose sanctions, no problem. We'll uh, both uh, Lavrov and uh, Mr. Putin are saying that, you know, they will emerge stronger. He says that we are not reliant. If uh, West is going to cut off our gas and oil, no problem. We'll find alternate markets. To me, that's a bravado. Uh, rather than the reality.
0: and Ukraine operates about a dozen labs engaged in research on biological warfare defenses and other medical research and US DNI officials are worried that they could fall into Russian hands. Sridharji, this is a serious development as now we are getting also the official funding details of the uh, virus labs in Wuhan also, sir. Well, I think this is a very serious development. Uh, Let us wait. Uh, There is, uh, As
1: the day breaks in uh, United States, there is a very strong indication that Russia and China jointly are calling for the UN Security Council meeting to discuss this specific issue and the Russian claim is that they have collected evidence uh, which says that West was preparing for a biological warfare and they were hiding these labs in Ukraine. United States says that is rubbish. And as far as we are concerned, our concern is that if it falls into the Russian army's hands, then they could use this as a a tool uh, to not only threaten, but come desperate situation, uh, they could unleash some of the stuff in those labs. So I think we will probably hear more about this either in a separate session or uh, if monday is too late we will try to update prior to that but this is as uh, Sri points out it's a very serious situation that is developing it'll be interesting to see what exactly how exactly the truth unfolds yes this is following on the back heels of the controversy that surrounded the wuhan labs
0: and, and uh, that one is amazing we are going to again try and see if we can get a separate uh, 5 10 minute schedule on that the details are stunning, Sridharji, and uh, now it's officially out. The number of payments that were made and, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci and his wife both have their, uh, you know, they were getting money paid from all these things. It's, it's just incredible. That report is a smoking gun in itself. 538 pages of it. Anyway, we'll we'll come back to you on that one. And, and let's take a quick look at US news. Republicans say that Biden administration abused intelligence to cancel police jet Polish jet offer and critique Biden administration positions on not sending military jets to Ukraine. I think maybe we can couple of minutes, sir. The the offer was that Poland wanted to give MiG 529s to US and somehow something went wrong and US said no. What what really happened, sir?
1: The apparent uh, intelligence that is cited by one side of the Biden administration is that any such attempt could escalate war and could result in uh, US being dragged into it. Whether this intelligence is true or whether this intelligence was as somebody called you know placed in to influence the decision is the question that is being raised by the Republicans. Apparently the Polish were ready and you know I don't know about the Germans uh, because it's going to the Ramstein base from there it was supposed to go to uh, Ukraine. So this whole confusion around uh, the reality, the 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 uh, the truth behind the intelligence and whether the intelligence was actually abused in the wrong way uh, to deter this decision is what the Republicans are questioning, and the Republicans are saying these planes should have been delivered by Poland to Ukraine.
0: And U.S. response to Russian nationalization of industry, threats with investments and. Global consequences of isolation. Many oil tankers are now rejecting transport of Russian gas and oil, fearing consequences and economic sanctions impact. So, Sridharji, again, this is now the the sanctions are beginning to bite Russia, and uh, Lavrov's statement just a few minutes ago sounds bravado.
1: Lavrov's statements, uh, statements, you know, is a testimony to his bravado. Uh, you can expect somebody to come out and say, Well, you know, we have real problems here and we are willing to negotiate. That's not, uh, you know, Russia is a superpower, at least it's a perceived superpower within the context of their defense capabilities. It's an entirely different matter on the economic front. Uh, so I think they've taken a position. But when you look at the exodus of industries, I've not seen in my 45 years of professional career that, uh, you know, the exodus that we are seeing, where people are quitting a nation, is not just like temporary halting of operations. They are unwinding the businesses, which tells you that the, there is a significant long-term consequences uh, that the country is going to face as a result. Come to you know the worst that is the worst news that is emerging for Russia, even uh, as these other news unfolds, is that the Russian ta- that many international tankers are unwilling to transport the gas and the crude, uh, which is not flowing through the pipes because they believe either they're not going to get the money or they're going to be under the radar of uh, you know, people who are against this war.
0: And White House says it is close to rejoining Iran nuclear deal. Iranians say Russians are trying to sabotage the deal by taking it over. White House disputes report that Saudi Arabian leaders refuse. Biden call. US needed their very best and not Kamala Harris in Poland, according to critics. Uh, Sridharji, last one first. Kamala Harris was seen to be quite well in the previous Munich uh, conference. Sir. Why is she not the best? I mean, she is just conveying the message of the administration, isn't it? Uh,
1: I think you are stirring me up here. So, but anyway, so I will I will respond, Srinji. No, our Munich conference was a disaster. So therefore, it is not, uh, it's not not—it's not something that uh, she went on to say that the sanctions are a deterrence and everybody said it's a laughing matter that sanctions have never worked uh, anywhere. So for a vice president to stand up and say the sanctions are going to work and it's a deterrence and Mr. Putin is not going to do anything and just everybody said, is this the vice president of the United States? So she turned out to be a disappointment in that they send her back into uh, Poland, as well as Lithuania. I think both in both circumstances, she seems to have contradicted. I don't want with, you know, I want to be very careful. Uh, She seems to have contradicted then subsequently it's been patched up uh, even around this, uh, the the mig 29 deal. So I think this is where the critics have picked up and said, my God, you know, we had a problem in Munich. Why did you send her back in the, uh, to the, to this place uh, Shiji? I hope I've answered the question the way you wanted it.
0: Sergei, uh, I all I was looking at was some reports. You know, who knows these days, you know, narratives are always, you know, you have to be taking them with a pinch of salt. That is why yeah. I said that, sir. I have not watched the press conferences or anything like that. I have not made any independent observations on my own. Erdogan asks Biden to lift unjust sanctions on Turkey's defense. Turkey steelmakers grab market share from China. Russia and Ukraine. Uh, what are the curbs on Turkey's defense strategy? I think the uh, the they basically the J thirty five.
1: You know, basically because of the S four hundred, uh, Turkey was the first nation, and uh, India was supposed to be the second, uh, or whichever is the sequence. Uh, the story is that so the. Uh, F, uh, F-15 uh, and F-16 deal was to be supplanted by the J-35, and that deal was stalled uh, because uh, they believed this S-400 would compromise. So, therefore, there was a ban put on not only that, but other strategic uh, defense supplies that was to go to uh, Turkey. Uh, so, this is where Turkey has come up and said, "Look, I'm standing by you, West. I am, you know, creating the blockade in Black Sea. I'm with you." I'm holding the, the, the discussions. I stood with you in the United Nations in condemning and supporting the sanctions initiated by the West. Uh, you know, you got to come out of the bunker and help me out. This is what uh, Turkey is saying. The two very important developments in this when is Turkey and Iran riling against uh, Russia? Is a very significant development in the overall. You know, geopolitical shifts that is taking place. Both these nations were historically, at least, tried
0: to be closer to Russia. And Republicans and Senator Manchin are upping the ante on Biden administration and energy companies to step up production than focus on clean energy. Biden and company are yielding, driven by prices. Are there any announcements that the Keystone shall be reopened now, Sridharji? I think. I'm not sure about Keystone
1: as yet that is being pursued but the contractor uh, who was responsible for Keystone has said, "You tomorrow if you tell me you turn on, no, you got to pay me penalties and I'm not willing to turn on. That's his position. This is about uh, enhancement and approval of the existing leases which were suspended as a result of the Climate Accord. And there's also other licenses that they had asked for having identified the areas where they can go further explore uh, and uh, you know uh, generate or produce the, uh, the oil from. So I think these are all those steps that uh, the, the, the oil industry or the gas and energy industry are reaching out to and I think Manchin is saying go ahead let us lift it let us I mean, he's made a very interesting statement which is very typical of a democratic you know focus on exploration but do not focus on profits this was his you know statement uh, whereas the other uh, republican his other republican or and i say other those who support on those who have been for on the republican side are saying come on lift the sanctions and lift the uh, the uh, the uh, what you call as the restrictions that have been placed on the oil industry and the energy gas industry, and it's time that we push and we become self-reliant and we augment the needs of the Europeans rather
0: than continuing to be reliant on the Russians. Sridharji, other than the strategic petroleum reserve, has the United States found an alternate supplier for the eight percent intake that they were they used to get from Russia, sir? No the answer is no. All right. Uh, Biden and his administration continue to advocate this approach of dramatic expansion to migration pathways. I'm trying to wrap my head around what this means, sir. The migration is the illegal migrations we're talking about? It is which is namely that uh, what he's uh, saying is
1: we need to fast track uh, all these people who have come in and find uh, a quick path mechanism for normalization and granting them expeditious, uh, you know, green card or citizenship process. So I think this is where uh, he seems his focus seems to be rather than focusing on the major crisis that is uh, confronting the industry. Now, just to respond when I gave a short answer of no, there is this is the asymmetric demand. So demand is shooting up where the supply, there is no augmentation. I mean, when they say they sanctions, It doesn't stop tomorrow. There is some element of there's a gap, time gap between the time the supply that is received runs out and before it is augmented. That is why the prices are going up because the supply is being trickle fed, recognizing we don't know where, uh, how this is going to be replenished. So that is why there is no alternative as far as the immigration issue is concerned and fast track to citizenship. This is the issue that
0: Biden is saying we must focus on. And Biden administration passes an executive order that will research and investigate potential design and deployment efforts on US central bank digital currency. It's called CBDC. The Fed will also be tasked to assess its impact on efficiency that it can provide to monetary systems and as a stabilization tool. Is this US's reply to the digital reminiscent strategy? This
1: is a response to digital reminiscing. This is a response to digital yen. I think the writing is on the wall. We covered this at least in two specific issues or two months specific ago.
0: Ah, huh? months ago. Yeah, exactly. Ago. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, central bank as well as uh, treasury from the treasury side, Janet Yellen is running a task for, is to run a task force, and from the Fed side, uh, you know, Jerome, Dr. Jerome Powell is supposed to run a task force to look at this. I think the US is beginning to see that it has to respond and have to have a digital currency, especially for government to government and government to business types of transactions. It cannot be left behind if the top two currencies that are traded other than Euro
0: is moving towards a digital mechanism. And Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan are unwinding the Russian businesses becoming the first US major banks to exit. This has serious implications, sir. These two are like the gods of banking. Well, I think that
1: uh, we saw the industry exodus. You name the industry; they all have wound up from Disney to Coke to Starbucks to you know all these uh, uh, industries. Uh, two Japanese industries have also announced uh, major corporations have announced their exit. Now comes the banks. When J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs says they're unwinding their businesses. It means a significant step in the impact on the financial ecosystem, as far as the Russia is concerned. But these guys are, uh, you know, uh, big uh, debt underwriters as well as uh, uh, trade uh, trade uh, trade finance support for the uh, the Russian energy industry. Uh, Citibank is not yet made a decision. Who is the other big player in the market? They uh, Deutsche Bank, which is the German bank, uh, has made it very clear that they have a long, long standing relationship. So at this stage, they are not making an announcement to quit. The writing will be on the wall as far as the banking industry is concerned when Deutsche Bank
0: leaves Russia. Sridharji, I want to try and distinguish between Putin and the Russian Russian people. Now, many Russian people I'm told don't Totally trust their currency. Who can who can blame them? And they all have a little bit of currency in foreign currency. And it could be in accounts from where now it looks like it's all frozen. The ruble has dropped from 75 to close to 150 now, 150 now. And this has happened over the last four weeks or so. I mean, sanctions, if they start hurting the people. Is that the right way to go, sir? Is there a way? Because what will happen, I can tell you how it will play out. Then there will be a humanitarian aid three months down the road. Basically, US will make Russia completely poor. I mean, you, 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 you they, they got a fairly high standard of living over the last four years, thanks to a good uh, oil price. And, and then you're dragging them down all the way down. That's how I see it, sir.
1: No I think you need to uh, your observations are uh, you know in a in a macro sense uh, spot on. Um, now let's look at the important aspect that you talked about. Visa MasterCard payment systems are used within Russia by uh, retail or general Russian consumers or people. If MasterCard visa decides to shut down that network, both domestically as well as internationally when Russians travel. They will not be able to use uh, these Visa MasterCard, So banks will have to issue another, um, you know, their domicile uh, cards, which they will be able to do it. But there is a, an, an element of inconvenience. The cash replenishments and other things that take, take place has also been managed by uh, they co closely coordinated with the uh, the Mastercard Visa, uh, you know, issuers because they know the replenishment levels, etc. Uh, they track the transactions. So all the things, let us say they have a short term pain, but eventually Russia will tackle that. But the the, the exodus of the industry and the financial sanctions where it has consequences is first on the jobs because people are going to be not uh, having jobs which otherwise is available. So there is going to be a consequences on income etc. There is no robust social payment and social welfare system in Russia to augment immediately. So that's one consequence. The second consequence is if the Russian coffers is not filled and if the currency is already, if it is trading at a 20% uh, you know, interest rate imposed by central banks, if the currency is depreciated by 30%, 35% as the case may be, then the ability of the Russian government to conduct and execute any of its programs to its masses is going to have a problem. So, this is what has not been uh, properly dimensioned and communicated by the media, which is playing both sides of the coin. For somehow, the media perceives any anti or the general public perceives any anti Russian position is considered as liberal media. Any pro. Uh, Russian position is considered as uh, sorry any pro-Russian position is ca- is considered as uh, anti-liberal and any anti-Russian uh, position is considered as pro- pro-liberal. I'm repeating myself here, but this is the general impression. That is why you see there is so much of flashback on from the what, what I don't say from the right side. The right side is also supporting the liberals here, or the right and left are supporting. But these general people who have anti-West perceptions feel that, uh, you know, West is taking a very, very negative stand on Russia without realizing, I mean, you're only seeing the physical damage that is being caused on Ukraine. Nobody is assessing what is the economic damage which you are highlighting and pointing out, which is causing to the Russian common man. And has Russian common man ever been asked, do you guys support this government, any dissent in Russia is put down, any adverse media is put down. So this is what you have seen. So the, the question that you are raising can only be answered if there is a fair and transparent feedback that Vladimir Putin allows, rather than he, you know, people making an assumption that he has been incorrectly and uh, you know, uh, you know, improperly subjected to the
0: Western prejudice. And in Asia news, South Korea elects a new leader, and the world awaits changes and direction as he faces early diplomacy test with Japan. They have been uneasy bedfellows for the longest time. Why did uh, South Korea have to go with a new leader, Sridharji? Well, I think that there is uh, there are there are two issues. Uh, I think the one issue that is uh,
1: brewing is. Uh, this consistent tensions that is emerging, uh, you know, in both from North Korea and from the Japanese side, plus tensions with China. Historically, China to some extent has been a very influential player in Korea. US has been the stabilizing player from the defense perspective. I think Korea has also mismanaged, which is not reported, the COVID has been mismanaged within the main mainstream uh, South Korean uh, peninsula. So, therefore, you have that as well uh, being uh, felt through in the elections, which is to say, could they have managed better? I think if I, we gave you a number some two, three uh, shows ago, South Korea today is within the top five active COVID cases in the world.
0: And North Korea is developing a new long-range missile system according to U.S. intelligence. This after it tested the new intercontinental ballistic missile system. North Korea to also launch satellites to spy on the United States and its allies. Sridharji, North Korea doesn't have food for its people, but they have a very aggressive arms armament and uh, you know nuclear weapons program, sir have uh-huh. they are very successful
1: um you know every to counterbalance the geopolitics i uh, will not be surprised if uh, iranians russians chinese all have supplied capabilities to a dictator who doesn't care about his people but who is a toy who is used rather than russia china spying he you know boosts a boost of his ego gave him the tolls gave him the toys and he does the work for them
0: that's exactly what is going on and viewers, uh, before I continue to the next line item, I uh, request you all to join our WhatsApp business group. It's an easy number to remember: one two three four two five five nine one two three, ten digits. And and then you will be getting notifications of all our new articles. And uh, that way you don't have to, uh, you know. Uh, go to any place it'll be one-stop shop we are also trying to make our apps more robust there's going to be a video on that as to how you can have your own um, android or iphone app of p gurus and uh, that gives you a lot of information in a much easier to read manner so stay tuned on all that we're trying our best to keep you update up to date with our latest enhancements so stay tuned Japan reverts to old-line aggression on Russian-controlled islands after Ukraine, shedding nuances. U.S. will not ask Japan to limit Russian oil imports. An MUFG group devotes 300 million to direct stakes in Indian startups. Sridharji, first off, so is U.S. saying Russia can uh, continue to export oil to Japan, sir? What uh, no import oil from uh, Russia? No, Russia continue...
1: to export yeah, to Japan, same thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, correct. You're right. Russia exporting to Japan is they say, Japan can continue its imports for a period of time until um, an an alternate source is found. You don't cut off. Um, remember that Japan has had major disasters. It had to shut down. Um, it's nuclear reactors. Fukushima. After the tsunami. Yes, Fukushima, uh, and so therefore you can't overnight uh, shut off. So they're saying that allow it to continue for a period of time, uh, but that message is very clear from Russia to Japan and Japan to sorry from Japan uh, to from US to Japan. The question, the, the question though, is how is this going to flow through, and how Japan is going to make its payments because Japan is one of the first institutions which has cut off access and cut off its banks access to the swift payment methods. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this is going to pan out. It's a different stuff making a statement and a different stuff actually putting it to practice. So some of the US policy decisions such as this and public statements such as this is what is irritating a number of people which is to say, does US have any common sense in issuing such types of statements when it knows that execution of these things is, is is almost
0: impossible. And Indonesia's President Jacobi calls for immediate ceasefire in the Russia-Ukraine war. Taiwan says China closed off part of South China Sea to look for its crashed plane. Wow. So, <laughs> how can you close off the entire sea, sir? Were they like uh, embargoing?
1: No, I think there are parts of the uh, what they call as the international waters, parts of that, you know, they can put a blockade. Um, I don't remember the exact configuration, but this is one of these uh, reconnaissance planes, uh, which is supposed to be like a stealth, uh, some no, J-8. Uh, as I say, I don't know the, uh, the configuration. Uh, it, my, my memory fades here. But this is one of the planes which disappeared in March. Uh, they first disclaimed it. It was reported by Vietnam and it was also reported by Philippines because those islands are, you know, proximus. Uh, but now it has come out that uh, these fellows are actively searching. They do not want it to fall into the wrong hands.
0: Well, US managed to recover its own plane, so there is heat on. China now to do its own. So let's take a look at India news. and This is going to be very interesting. Uh, First off, there was a video, I think P Gurus was the first one to report this, uh, a video of a claim from Pakistan that a supersonic missile came from India and crashed into Pakistan, 124 kilometers inside. And they said that now Pakistan's defences stand completely exposed. We didn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. It went on. But India side said nothing until just five minutes ago, sir. I saw a statement from the Indian defense establishment that there was a misfiring of a missile and that they have uh, ordered a high level uh, inquiry. So this is just the beginning. We'll give you some more news as it develops. So stay tuned on that. India needs to be connected to countries involved in war but we are always for peace and that all problems get resolved through dialogue, according to the Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Siddharth Ji, again, this is India's call saying that look, stop fighting, let us start talking, right? Well, I think, uh, you know, I have a view uh, which I will share, which is namely,
1: I think India has to, uh, is in a position of influence, uh, India has to take a much more assertive position. Uh, and you may see in this global shakeup that is taking place, China may just press ahead. Uh, they're very—they're just waiting for an opportunity to emerge as the the global czar and the superpower that is willing to resolve an issue. Because clearly, US has failed, and US is—you know—a fast lost the credibility. EU has very limited leadership. Um, the perception is the end the, the, probably the reality to some extent China winked its eyes as Russia made the invasion. But there is a growing element of discomfort within China in terms of the, the path that Russia is pursuing most notably after the Maripol uh, disaster of striking uh, a hospital. So India is continuing to play the same tune which is to say, we have to be connected with Ukraine, we have to be connected with Russia, we have to be connected with the Belarus. Uh, But you know, we advocate diplomacy and we feel that that's the only way this matter can be resolved. Uh, Now the question is, has the diplomacy worked
0: after three rounds of discussions? No. And India's growth rate for fiscal year 2022-23 is expected to be 7.8% with an 8.9% growth rate projected for 2021 22. Institutions cut the growth rate by half a percent impacted by the Russian crisis. IMF has also cut global growth rate for calendar year 2022 in its latest release. We'll touch on this a little bit later, sir, because uh, we have a fair amount of news to cover still. Modi's focus in his address to global investor community was on strategic opportunities as he pursued the 1.62 lakhs asset monetization program for fiscal year 2023. Government is expected to exceed its targets of 88,000 for fiscal year 22. So, India is laying out the red carpet. Now, I haven't read the fine print. The question always comes back to repatriation of profits. Do you have any update on that Sridharji? Well, I think that there there are two things here. One is the asset
1: monetization program is about Uh, um, asset monetization program is about sale of government properties and government infrastructure and government projects. So these are projects and programs where there is a direct investment and the investment, when I say investment, investment into projects rather than uh, investment into companies, okay, or companies establishing businesses in India and this is where your specific question comes to which is namely are you willing are you able to transfer fully your profits or are you expected to retain some element of profits so just to clarify the point i'll answer the second i'll answer your question the this specific 1.63 crores program is about you know ports and airports and infrastructure and roadways and new kind of capabilities that in india is building India is building, it is asking international institutions, institutional investors and private equity funds and sovereign funds to put their investments into play. And they have guaranteed returns because it is based on coupons, guaranteed returns. And there's no question of not uh, being able to repatriate the profits on these specific programs. With regard to your question, which is namely, has government streamlined as yet the amount of profits that can be repatriated? And is it seamless or there'll still some constraints? I think there are still some constraints. The only thing to my knowledge that they have removed is this retrospective taxation issue that was bugging the people and bugging the institution. That issue after a long time, I think about six, seven, eight months ago, that issue has been put to rest. But this, whether there are still riders, uh, there are still some questions that
0: haven't been answered. And, and viewers, uh, you can watch uh, our uh, this conversation with Gauri Dvivedi on the impact of the increased petrol prices on how it's going to play out in the economy of India in the weeks and months to come. A lot of information that she has put out, uh, very very useful. At least it kind of, you know, weathers you for the shock that is coming your way. India's coal imports could be highest in two years from Russia as the sanctions bite and with Russia cut off from the SWIFT system, India may tap its FTA free trade agreement with the United Arab Emirates to tap oil supply as the Brent crude dropped to 125 from 131. Is this a temporary thing, sir, or is it for good? The um,
1: There is a growing feeling barring United States, rest of the world is recalibrating itself slightly better in terms of augmenting the supplies. Uh, US, US is fairly large. It has an asymmetric distribution. Uh, for example, you asked me the question, you know, is there an immediate uh, alternative form? Uh, Russian goes to some of the border states, especially uh, some of the, uh, the border regions of United States, especially in, uh, uh, in the Northwest, as well as in the Northeast uh, parts uh, of United States. Uh, they're not that easy to be uh, augmented unless Canada lifts up the supplies, which they are reaching out to. But then you kill Keystone pipeline and then ask yourself, you also kill that Michigan pipeline. And then you begin to say, oh, increase the supply, but just we chopped off the pipes that come into your country. So I think Canada is saying, you kill Keystone. Okay. And now you're telling me, you not only kill Keystone, you kill the phase, phase two of the Michigan pipeline, which again, we have covered. Extensively in uh, you know daily uh, global insights. So price reduction is as a is more as a result of the volatility and the uncertainty of the geopolitics rather than any augmentative effect on supplies.
0: And there are no surprises. And Canadian foreign minister to arrive in India for free trade agreement talks. This is the last item. Sridharji, please uh, summarize it for us, and then we can close this uh, episode.
1: Well, I think what you are seeing here is this is, I don't know how, whether Indian uh, mainstream media covers this, but from an economic management point of view, you know, Modi has done a remarkable job as a leader relative to any of his counterparts, be it Shinzo Abe, be it Boris Johnson, be it uh, Joseph Biden, uh, or be it a consortium of EU leaders. He has done much better in leveraging every opportunity that has come his way. Agricultural exports, wheat exports, um, you know, increasing his reserves as and when uh, he found the opportunities to create the export market, uh, bringing some of the industries home through his PLI programs his asset remonetization and disinvestment program, notwithstanding all the criticisms that people levy, his FY21 goal is going to be met, which is 50% of his FY, sorry, FY22 goal is going to be met and FY23 goal is double. So from in my uh, you know, economic banking sense, then when I look at the macro parameters of how he has managed the economy, not taking his eyes off, he has done it relatively better much better not relatively better much better he has also increased the reserves during this specific phase to just wrap up the point look at him he is saying i have free trade agreements i to some extent i was involved way back uh, you know this uh, agreement with uh, uae uae way they it may not take the call from united states but it takes the call from india and the bilateral trade expansion that has taken place between india and uae as well as UAE rising to the occasion to meet the needs. Uh, there is the strategic reserve which is fixed at a specific price. They are saying they may tap into it uh, you know, to, uh, to provide a cushion uh, at the pumps. None of these things have been put in place in the most developed economies such as Europe or in United States. United States, we have gone from net exporter to an abysmal disaster in less than 14 months.
0: Yes, indeed. And that's all for today, folks. Please do like, share and subscribe to our channel and don't forget to click on the bell button and we'll be back again bright and early on Monday. We're going to give you in our show more section a couple of references that we talked about in this show, but other videos that we have put out in the last few days. So you can go and watch them also. Again, please pass the news to your friends and family. We are always data driven. The data takes us somewhere. Don't take us that we are left leaning, right leaning. We are data leaning. That's all it is. Thank you very much, Sridharji. Namaskar.
1: Thank you. Have a good weekend, and uh, you know we'll be back on Monday.